in today's show. Let's look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, let's look ahead to the games on Tuesday. First game up, the Suns and the Cavs. DeAndre Ayton has been absolutely piss poor of late. Let's see if he can get his usage up. Let's see if he can get involved in the game. Because he's been shit house. Like, there's no doubt about that. Rebounding, okay. Blocks, all right. But not taking any shots offensively, doing nothing. Let's hope that that can change here. Well, Tory Craig has been starting and has put up a couple of good games. Now, a couple of bad games in there as well. But there's been a couple of solid games from Tory Craig. So let's see if he's able to produce something that's maybe worth streaming on this seven-game day. Probably not, but perhaps. Well, for the Cavs, we're going to get Kevin Love that throws a piss fit about, you know punching balls back in bounds and then doesn't take a shot at all in the next game, or the bloke that goes out and drops 25 in a, in a match. Like, it's impossible to tell with this bloke who's just being a, uh, a whiny asshole, really, for the for the last couple of seasons in uh, in Cleveland. Larry Nance has been ruled out for the season, as has Matt Dallavadova, so Love's going to get his 30 minutes a night. He is more of a streamer than must roster, while with Darius Garlo Garland out, the discman, C.D. Osman, he's going to get another start. And as long as Garland is out, Osman has value. And when Garland and Sexton play, he doesn't. Simple as that. But for today, really good to see him. Yeah, look, honestly, one of the worst rotation players in the NBA, Osman, has been this year, except over the last two weeks where he's been much, much improved. Next game is the Hornets and the Pistons. Miles Bridges struggled somewhat in the last game. Let's hope he's able to turn that back around. There's still no Gordon Hayward. And Cody Martin is now dealing with an injury. So... Yeah, there's still going to be that big minute opportunity for Bridges, and let's just hope he turns in a better performance than what we saw last game. Well, Terry Rogier, I featured him on the Underperforming Players podcast earlier today, talking about how his shooting over the last two, three months has really fallen off. So what does his what does his role look like? What, what does his role look like? What does his playing time and his shots and his percentage look like? There is no Devontae Graham in this one. Also, Cody Martin has been ruled out. But the Pistons, Frank Jackson did hurt his ankle on Monday, but put up big minutes again. That's 30-plus in two straight games for Jackson. I have no idea what they're going to do in this rotation, the Pistons, because um, does yeah, Corey Joseph, Mason Plumley, Wayne Ellington, and Jeremy Grant have rested the last three games? Only one of those has been on a back-to-back, and that was Monday's game. So do those guys all return? It is a back-to-back, so I don't expect Killian Hayes to play. So if Hayes is out, and then they still rest Joseph and Grant and Allington and um, someone else that I'm missing in that group as well, Plumley, then you know it's going to be lots of minutes for these other guys like Frank Jackson. And then Hamadou Diallo started today and played all right. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster, but four games left in the week. Maybe the fact that he played more minutes than Josh Jackson gives him some appeal for the rest of this week, but I, I just I don't know. I don't know how they're going to run this rotation. I hope to God they don't start Frank Jackson at point guard because he is one of the worst passers in the NBA. Very efficient scorer and shooter. Horrible point guard. But there's just so many unknowns because I, I just just tell us that these dickheads aren't playing the rest of the season. That would be great if we'd be able to know that and then we could at least have some sort of clarity on what they're doing. 
The next game is the Nets and the Bucks, a rematch of Sunday's action. Landry Shamet played pretty well coming off the bench. I wouldn't expect that from him on a nightly basis, but he did well in that game. So let's see what his role looks like. If it's just a matter of Bruce Brown getting back into action after missing a couple, and can Shamet stay in the high 20s? Well, Joe Harris was pretty poor in that game against the Bucks. I don't think that he's must roster as we move forward. It's more specialist in category leagues for some points and threes, but his performance against the Bucks was poor. For Milwaukee, Brooke Lopez blocked a ton of shots. Now, in a points league, I wouldn't worry about him. In a 10-team league, I don't think he's a must-roster guy, but in a 12-teamer, his ability to get some blocks is obviously important. And he's going to get minutes continually over Bob Portis because he's better than Bob Portis. Now, as for Portis, with Tucker around, with Lopez playing, with Yanni out there, what is his role? Is it 15-minute a night for Punch Bob? I would find it very tough to roster him in 12-team leagues. The Mavs in the Heat. Dwight Powell put up a really big performance last game, but it, it's not reliable. Sometimes it's Willie Cauley-Stein that steps up. Sometimes it's Dwight Powell. Sometimes it's Boban. Sometimes it's Maxi Kleber. This is all with uh, Porzingis out. And Porzingis is doubtful. He's played one game out of the last six, and now he's doubtful for this seventh game. So you're going to get Powell and Cauley-Stein sort of you know, messing around and trying to get those minutes. But in terms of predicting who's going to have the role, like last game, it was 20 for Powell, 9 for Cauley-Stein. The game before, it was 27 for Cauley-Stein and 19 for Powell. So working that out is pretty tough. Tim Hardaway is in after he missed the last game. He'd been playing some pretty decent minutes. So let's see what his role looks like in this scenario where Porzingis is out and they just need some extra scoring. He is, though, just a streamer. For the Heat, Trevor Ariza, um, nice defensive stats streamer for 12-team leagues and a must roster for 14-team leagues. Um, someone, again, you can add for the Tuesday, especially with Tyler Hero sidelined once again. Um, and then you've got Bam Adebayo, who I just think it's interesting to watch. I hope he can start to get his blocks up, but I am absolutely not uh, holding my breath for it. But let's see what Bam can produce against this Dallas team that is going to be missing Kristaps Porzingis. The Kings and the Thunder, Tyrese Halliburton won't play, Darren Fox won't play, so surely it's Dillon Wright starting at point guard. That makes him an elite stream option. Harrison Barnes is also doubtful, and Chemezi Metu is questionable, so Dillon's going to have a lot of minutes. Buddy Heald is going to have a ton as well. And then Marvin Bagley, who was allegedly on a minutes restriction last game, played 34. So what does that mean? If he's not on one this game, does he play 40? He might have to. If Barnes and Metu are both out, he's going to play a ton at power forward for this Kings team, and he's probably worth streaming in with those absences. For the Thunder, I want to see how they use Isaiah Roby in contrast to Tony Bradley and to the C part of Moses Brown. But literally at any point, anyone could be randomly removed from this Thunder rotation. So it is hard to get priorities. Is Teo Maladon a 30-minute a night guy or is he a 22-minute a night guy? Like, I have no idea. I'd like to... Maladon played well last game, but he's a very much a hit or miss prospect, especially with his shooting. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes one of 10 for four points with three assists in 22 minutes in this game. Like, Do not be surprised to see that from uh, Maladon. The Warriors and the Pelicans, literally a rematch of the action from Monday. Kent Bazemore will get another start with Oubre and Lee out, and he remains a pretty solid streamer, especially for steals. While Kevon Looney, again, there's no um, Eric Pascal, So Looney is just a nice, deeper league player, and someone, if you need some rebounds and field goals, can help in standard leagues. For the Pelicans, we have to watch the status of Steve Adams. He did not play again on Monday. So Bill Hernan Gomez is the guy in play. Now, Hernan Gomez isn't even guaranteed to see the floor of Adams plays because he goes from out of the rotation to being the starter as Hayes just maintains that backup role. And then we also want to watch Eric Bledsoe, who's been annoyingly frustrating pretty much all season. He turns on a few good games and it makes you think, oh, maybe, maybe Eric Bledsoe's back. And then, of course, he goes and does nothing. And that frustrates the shit out of you. So I think we want to watch it. He is a stream option with a seven-game uh, day on, but apart from that, he's annoying. 
the Raptors, and the Clippers. Ojananobi, he's a doubtful. We thought that he was just resting on the weekend with the calf, but they have listed him doubtful for this game. That is obviously a, uh, a massive concern. But what about Scarfs? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. So do they go back and start Stan Johnson again? Do they play DeAndre Bembry in that what role, who played really well over the weekend? It looks like Fred Van Vliet's going to return, but both Ananobi and Trent are going to be out. So there is some minutes available there on the wing for Bembry and Johnson. While Kyle Lowry, absolutely monster game. 41 minutes against the Lakers, and now they need to win this one against the Clippers to keep their play-in hopes alive. For the Clippers, Paul George, let's hope he can reverse that poor performance from last week. I don't really have any doubts that he can, but I hope we see it. And then Patrick Beverly and Serge Barker are out again. So if it's a Zubats gets another start, they're not only playing him like 24, 25 minutes a night, which is a little bit frustrating. And I think we look at him as more of a streamer rather than a must-roster player at this point. For streamers, Jalen McDaniels, he should go back and start with Cody Martin and Gordon Haywood out. Tory Craig with Jay Crowder out can be a streamer for Phoenix. Nicky Batum, maybe if you're looking for assists and steals. The Discman, Chetty Osman for the Cavs. And then Jordan Poole for the Warriors with those absences of Oubre and Lee. They're category league streamers. For points leagues, we're looking at Lou Dort, who allegedly is playing. Kent Bazemore, Chetty Osman. Isaiah Roby and Marcus Morris Sr. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube and on Odyssey as well. On YouTube, though, hit subscribe, ring the notification ding give a thumb right up me, and then drop your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.